0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Basketball Studios Podcast. So I went on my Instagram story, and I asked you guys what you guys want me to talk about on this podcast episode. Two of the biggest things was Jimmy Butler and Carmelo Anthony. Now, I understand why you guys want me to talk about Jimmy Butler. I don't understand why you want me to talk about Carmelo Anthony because I don't like the guy at all. I think, I mean, if you come on my live streams, you probably know my whole spiel of how I don't like Carmelo Anthony and how he makes every team worse. Um, he was really never a top ten player in the NBA. All this stuff, so on, so on, so on. And I know I probably just made a lot of people mad right there, but that's that's just what we, that's just what I do, you know. Um, all right, so let's just start with the whole Jimmy and Butler trade rumors, or I guess we could just say Jimmy Butler drama, because it's a lot more than just trade rumors. There's just a lot of drama behind this whole Jimmy Butler situation with the Timberwolves. So where does this all root from? It rooted from him not really liking the work ethic of the two youngest or the two youngest talents on the team, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and primarily Andrew Wiggins, according to reports. And I'm going to be saying according to reports a lot because I don't want to just put stuff in Jimmy Butler's mouth or in his mind. You never know what shams or Woj is actually reporting that's true if it's exaggerated from these uh, supposed league sources. So... It all rooted from him not liking the work ethic of the two young, talented players and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, So he went to Tibbs and front office and demanded a trade. And this is what I don't really understand. So a lot of players kind of just say this so they sound better, but supposedly this guy, according to his own self, is all about winning. Yet you want to get traded to the Clippers, the Nets, or the Knicks. The three teams in the NBA that has a really bad chance of making the playoffs where yes, the Knicks and the Nets are in the Eastern conference. So it's a lot easier to get to that eight spot. But with the Clippers, there's going to be so many teams fighting for the eight spot since there's so many good teams in the Western conference. So now I think this is just a hundred percent a money move. He wants to go to these three teams primarily for money. Why? Because on the Timberwolves, just to let you guys know, he's going to be a free agent after this season. So this is his contract year where he has to go out and prove everything. So he wants to go to the Clippers, the Nets, or the Knicks. Now, if he goes to the Nets or the Knicks, he's in New York. So that's a big market. You're going to, He's going to be in New York. The spotlight's going to be on him. Media's going to be all over him. Even if he's on the Knicks or the Nets, he's in New York. Now, if he goes to the Clippers, he's in L.A., but yet he's on the L.A. team that LeBron isn't on. So he wants to be out of the Timberwolves because there's Colin Anthony Towns that's going to be taking more shots some games. There might be Andrew Wiggins, although the dude has no heart and no aggressiveness, that might be taking more shots than Jimmy Butler some games. Now, I think Jimmy Butler does not want that. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying I think he doesn't. Just because it's going to be his contract year, he wants to go on a team where he's the primary all-star and there's not going to be too many games where somebody else takes more shots than him, which means his stats go up. Which means it's a bigger chance that he's going to get a max deal on a playoff team. Which a lot of these teams like the Warriors, the Rockets, all well the Rockets did clear up a lot of cap space with the Ryan Anderson trade. Which is a totally different podcast. The whole Rockets and just the offseason moves in general is a totally different podcast episode. So with Jimmy Butler I think this is just a money move. He wants to get a lot of shots in. He wants his stats to go up. He wants, you know, He wants to be the primary all-star so he gets a guaranteed max deal from a lot of teams. A lot of teams that might be in the fifth the fifth seed. You never really know. I honestly if I was like Jimmy Butler, I'd want to go to the Bucks with Giannis, although he won't be the primary all star. But the dude needs to realize that he's not gonna be winning if he's not the primary all star. I want everybody to tell me the last time the last time somebody won a championship with nobody on their side. You have Shaq and Kobe, you have Jordan Pippen and Raman um, you have Kobe and Powell, you have the big four The big, okay, well, they say the big three Celtics, but come on. We have to put Rondo in there. The dude averaged 10, 5, and 10 or higher as the fourth option. So the big four Celtics, the big three Miami Heat, the Spurs with Tony Parker, Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, and Tim Duncan with Greg Popovich as a coach. All right, you guys get the point. There's never really been a time where there's just been one all-star that has just carried a team that won a championship. And I guess you could say, well, Dirk did it against the Miami Heat. But, I mean, the dude did have an experienced Jason Kidd on his side, and he has some good role players like Jason Terry. Now Jimmy Butler shows up to practice after missing, like, all preseason games and says, according to reports, he says, All right, everybody hurry up. I'm only going to be here for an hour. And then what he does is he the the Timberwolves scrimmage, and then he gets all the third-string guys on the Timberwolves Puts him by himself on that team and beats all the starters on the Timberwolves, which I mean, that is pretty impressive. And supposedly he was trash talking Carl Anthony Towns saying, you can't guard me down low or something around those lines and telling Andrew Wiggins that he's really soft. So I think what he did is he went to this practice just to get his last final words into Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Um, then he turned to the owner and said, you guys can't effing win without me. You guys need me. Something, something, something like that. Jeff Teague, I think, went after Shams and said that his report was wrong, that there was, like, a players-only meeting and there was all this agreement that Jimmy Butler was going to be with the team at the beginning of the season. Yet, Shams is a pretty reputable person where the guy isn't always reporting fake news and very rarely is is he posting fake news. It's just there's so much stuff going on with this whole Jimmy Butler thing, and it's almost getting annoying to the point where, like, now you're now you're having Tom Thibodeau become a meme because supposedly, according to reports, Miami Heat it was Pat Riley and Tom Thibodeau on the phone. I guess Tom Thibodeau went for some crazy deal, um, and wanted I don't know who he wanted, but Pat Riley said Mother Effer and he hung up the phone. So that that's even more crazy. Uh, the Timberwolves are just trying to get Jimmy Butler traded yet. Tom Thibodeau is begging on his knees to keep the guy on the team It's just so much drama. And I think that's why like Jimmy Butler saying, all right, I only have, I'm only going to be here for an hour and all this type of stuff because he knows that they, he knows that the Timberwolves need him and that he's pretty much just dangling his pride and his loyalty to the Timberwolves at the moment which he doesn't really have any loyalty to them. It's just, all right, I guess, I guess I'll guess i play this season because what else am I going to do other than soak up $25 million from you guys if I just sit the whole entire time. But that can hurt his free agency. That can hurt his money coming into the off season because teams might not like that because of his ego. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and supposedly the Timberwolves wanted Ben Simmons for Jimmy Butler. Now, I'm not too sure how Ben how old Ben Simmons is. He's like around 20, 22, 23. He's at least 6 to 7 years younger than Jimmy Butler. And Ben Simmons is definitely going to be a top 5 player in the future or maybe the best player in the league. Um the guy's young talent. He won Rookie of the Year, although there's so much controversy if he was the rookie, if he was like qualifies as a rookie or not, but the NBA said he was and he won it. Uh whether if you like it or not. But still, why would the Timberwolves want Ben Simmons, the future face of the NBA, or one of the future faces of the NBA, to a guy that's probably going to leave you in free agency and is 30 years old? Um, I don't know why Philadelphia would want that, which they declined, so they didn't want that. But, sheesh, like, look for your asking price and know the value. Am I the only person, I want to know your guys' feedback, Maybe DM me on Instagram with this question. Am I the only person that thinks Tom Thibodeau doesn't know who anybody else is in the NBA and all he thinks is, all right, go out there, try hard, and maybe get some buckets in on offense, but just try hard on defense and that's it. Like, I I think that's the only thing he knows about the NBA. I don't know if he's aware that LeBron James is on the Lakers. I don't know if he's aware that Kawhi Leonard is on the Raptors. Um, Yeah, I don't don't know if he's aware that Ben Simmons won Rookie of the Year averaging – he was, you know, flirting with that triple double line or uh promising stats that he might average a triple double in the future, which the triple double is getting a little bit unnecessary to where in two thousand thirteen to fourteen season Lance Stevenson was the one that uh held first place in triple doubles that year I, th- I believe fourteen triple doubles and then three seasons later or two seasons later you have James Harden getting I I don't know how many he got, but probably around the 30s or the high 20s for triple-doubles. And then you have Russell Westbrook getting 42 triple-doubles. So you have somebody getting 28 more triple-doubles in the course of two seasons. Um, and I don't want to hear as well, because this is how great Russell Westbrook is. Like, all right, I just went really off topic with that whole Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler uh, trade proposal. So I guess we can go into Carmel, Carmel Anthony now that you guys want me to talk about him. Um a lot of people think it's funny the way I talk about Carmelo Anthony, but I'm just really practical about him. The dude does not fit in the NBA. The dude does not fit in the NBA. Um, he's a mid-range shooter. The dude averaged 16 points a game last season on the Oklahoma City Thunder, shooting 40%. And I'm not. And I'm not saying 40%. For the fact that he might have shot forty-three and I'm just putting it, you know, a little bit below, or he averaged, or he shot forty one percent from the field. The dude shot forty percent from the field. That is really low for only getting sixteen points in. And especially whenever most of his shots are coming from around seventeen footers, you know, those mid range shots. That he does all those jab steps and it's super annoying. He just he's just an offensive clogger. Like whenever you think of what makes teams bad, it's low ball movement, um, no defense, uh not good athletic ability on these uh bad teams you know and just all this like ball movement just stopping bad defense bad shot selection only shooting mid-range shots type of teams that are that are bad but doesn't that all kind of just describe Carmelo Anthony like can we kind of just say that just describes Carmelo Anthony completely bad defense no ball movement uh clogs offense mid-range shots the most inefficient shot in basketball according to analytics um i mean you just see how how well run houston rockets are which i don't think they're going to be now that they have carmel anthony um honestly i think the rockets got a lot worse i mean they got they got better in the future that they got rid of ryan anderson somebody that's very low athletic ability but he's a three-point sniper bad defensive player so is carmel anthony houston rockets was such a well-oiled machine for the fact that They were only three point and inside shots. And then you had, you know, the occasional Chris Paul and James Harden mid range shots, but that's all Carmelo Anthony shoots. And literally you have the guy shooting mid range shots in preseason saying, I'm sorry to Mike D'Antoni. So he's well aware that he's doing something wrong and he's doing something that the coach does not like yet. He's just going to do it anyway. So Mike D'Antoni and Carmelo Anthony are going to butt heads. Although Carmelo Anthony was like, well, I had a meeting with the guy and we're all cool now. Like. If you're literally doing stuff that you know the coach doesn't want you to do, but you just smile and say, I'm sorry, like, come on, just, just, I don't know. There's going to be so many problems with that Houston Rockets team. It's almost going to be sad, and I think that team's going to go – Very bad in the West. Not saying they're going to be struggling for the playoff spot, but I don't think they're going to be the second best team, which they were actually the first seed last season. They were actually better than Golden State, although Golden State did not have their most important player in Stephen Curry. So they get rid of Luka Balamute, and they get rid of Trevor Ariza. The 3 and D players that they thrive off of. Not saying, well, I know there's going to be the Houston people or just the people in the NBA fans. No, they thrive off of and and Chris Paul. And they, they thrive off of James Harden. I know that, but you guys don't understand that whenever it comes to these championship teams, role players play so much um, as a role into these championships. I mean, like, Michael Jordan had the Steve Kerr and the John Paxsons and the Luke Longleys that were actually doing stuff that, the you know, the All-Stars don't want to do other than, you know, Dennis Rodman doing all the hustle stuff, yada, yada, yada. Um, Then you have Golden State with the role player of Draymond Green. The role player of Draymond Green. Draymond Green is not an all-star, people. The only reason why he's thriving is because he's in the best system under Steve Kerr. And I know a lot of people are going to get mad at that. Yes, the dude's averaging five-plus assists, yet if he really needs to pass it and if he really needs to get it it to somebody, he has the two best shooters in the league on the corner. You know, he has Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson to pass it to. And he had Nick Young to pass it to last season. So, And, like, he's averaging seven rebounds a game. So, if we're really going to compare him to just this Dennis Rodman figure, if you're averaging, like, half the rebounds Dennis Rodman did, I don't want to hear all this, like, he's just a great rebounder, blah, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Like, we wouldn't be noticing Draymond Green so much if he wasn't screaming and yelling all the time. And I don't want to hear. Well, that's just what makes him great. No, what makes you great is what you do on the floor. Yelling and screaming has nothing to do with it. Or else Kawhi Leonard would just be the greatest player of all time if he yelled. And, if he yelled and screamed, I don't want to hear if Kawhi Leonard yelled and screamed that he would just be this gr- this great player. Like Kawhi Leonard is a killer, but he doesn't need he doesn't need to yell and scream and, and trash talk people and get all this mama mentality face. Some people are just silent killers. Just like Kawhi Leonard. So, I guess back to Carmelo Anthony. This team's going to be worse with Carmelo Anthony on it. Um, You got Marquise Chris. Like, I don't... Why do these people think they won the... Tr- like, you got rid of Ryan Anderson, a three-point a three point sniper, for a borderline G League player in Marquise Chris. And there's all these people that have so much high hopes and are still believing in this guy. Yet, I just... I'm just not a believer in Marquise Chris. I'm sorry, I was... Until this dude's numbers, I think I think his numbers declined in his first two or three seasons. Is this his third year? I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I don't know too much about Marcus. I don't know too much about Marquis Chris Brandon Knight. I do not have high hopes of the dude's just gonna get dunked on, uh, so many more times. He's gonna do some really dumb stuff again and again and again. Uh, and yeah, I guess since this isn't really like something that you guys requested but I think it's something that we have to talk about and I will talk a lot more I might have a separate podcast of just the Los Angeles Lakers alone I know you guys know a lot of people's spiels about the Lakers there's the people that say oh this team's not going to be as great as people think and then there's the people that think this team's going to be a lot better than people think which is like me I just think with this team is yes they don't have all these all-stars like Golden State like they don't have five all-stars on the team yet they have the best player in the league they have a top 2 I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole of who's the better Michael Jordan or LeBron James like we're just we're just going to keep it at LeBron James a top 2 player of all time in his prime right now so we're seeing a top 2 player in his prime playing right now like this isn't like a Tim Duncan in his last year where we're seeing a best power forward of all time playing in his last season it's we we are seeing a top 2 greatest player of all time playing as that top 2 greatest player of all time in the biggest City, or at least the biggest, most historic market in L.A. Um, I guess that can be debatable with uh, Boston, but you know, you guys know what I'm trying to say. The The best Lakers of all time, Jerry West, Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Kareem abdul Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, and then you have Pau Gasol as like that sixth man or that seventh man. Um, so many better ones. Elgin Baylor. Um, I bet some Lakers fans are screaming some names right now, but you know what I mean. We have the second best player of all time or a top two or the goat, whatever you guys want to label him as. He's neck and neck with Michael Jordan playing as that player in one of the biggest markets with great role players around him. Like he has some spot up shooters and like Josh Hart and Catavius Caldwell Pope. He has great playmakers and ball and Rondo. He has some just nice shot creators and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. And then you have the Michael Beasley's that can get some shots in. Then you have the um, athletic rim protectors and Vail McGee I just think this team, they have a lot of nice, solid pieces. They're not going to be too great in the very beginning. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, I told you so. This is a sunken ship. Uh, you see the LeBron effect? Like, come on. Come on. Imagine if this Cavs team was by themselves in the West. I think the, the Lakers had, what, in the mid-30s of wins last year in the Western Conference without LeBron James, and then they signed Rondo. Then they signed Michael Beasley. Then they signed JaVale McGee. Then they signed Lance Stevenson. Then they signed LeBron Frickin' James, the king. This guy, this team's gonna be super good. Um, I would not be surprised if one of the players on Golden State goes to the Lakers. <coughs> Clay Thompson. I think Curry Curry's gonna be on Golden State for life. I think Draymond's gonna be on Golden State for life. But obviously, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is gonna be there for life. I don't think uh, Kevin Durant's gonna be there forever, and I don't think Clay Thompson's gonna be there forever. But I could be wrong, and I could be totally wrong. You guys could look back at me in ten years and say I told you so. If you guys are Golden State bandwagon fans. But, yeah, I mean, that's my whole spiel. I'm probably going to have a separate podcast on the Lakers, uh, maybe the Lakers and Warriors type of podcast, uh, talking about the Boston Celtics. I mean, that's 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 a totally different podcast, too. Maybe the Boston Celtics, Lakers, and Warriors are three teams that I'm just going to have a Lakers-Warriors-Celtics podcast where I just talk about those three teams in general. I think those teams are super interesting right now. Um, I mean, I guess you could say it's not really interesting for the fact that one team has five All-Stars on the court. That's it for this episode of the Basketball Studios podcast. I hope I can, you know, get some reviews. You guys can uh, give me some feedback on what you want to hear on the later podcast. I probably will have a season prediction where I kind of just talk to you guys about uh, where I think all these teams are going to stack up. It's, I'm going to go through all 30 teams, but it's not going to be so long where I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks for seven minutes. Like, I might talk about them for 30 seconds. I might talk about the Nets for 30 seconds, but then I might take more of a deep dive and the top eight teams in each conference. Honestly, probably there's the top four teams in the East since five through 15 is not going to be too interesting. But thank you guys for coming on. I hope I can hear some feedback from you guys. And that's it. Peace.